Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Um, your grateful revert, Miss Lamina here, back for another episode. I apologize for the gap between the last one and this one. My intention was to do one every week, but alhamdulillah, I actually had the uh, blessing of participating in a course that I will give a shout out to right now because I think it was just absolutely life-changing. Um, there is an institute in Texas called Kalam Institute, Q-A-L-A-M, and they do a Sira intensive, which is a class on the life of the Prophet وسلم, in winter break. Um, it's a 10-day class. You can do it online or in person, but it is rigorous. It goes through a lot of detail. And as a revert myself, um, subhanAllah, that was actually one area that I was really lacking in my education. I knew almost nothing about the Prophet Wasallam, And I want to bring this up to all of you because even if you have studied the Sirah before, even if you are a born Muslim and you studied it as a child, how much of it did you really connect with? How much of it do you remember? Um, how much of it meant something to you other than just learning about history? Um, the sheikh who runs this Sira intensive, intensive sheikh, sheikh Janda is amazing, mashallah. He has been working on this Sira for over 30 years. And his presentation of the Sira just really connects you to the Prophet himself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You see the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as a human being. You know, subhanAllah, I've tried to read many books on the Sirah and they are just dry. It's like reading a history book. Even the best ones, I just could not get into it. And when you go through this with this Sheikh, he really brings the humanity into it. You know, the story of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam suffering and you know his difficulties and how much he strived for his ummah how much he did for us we don't realize and one thing that i learned that i did not know um after many years of being a muslim i still didn't know subhanallah was that you are not considered a true believer until you love allah first and you love the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam second above everyone else in your life including your own children even your own self so the only way you can get that love for the Prophet وسلم, is to learn about him. So again, I'm going to give a shout out. I strongly recommend any of you who are interested, who are moved by this idea, go on kalaminstitute.com. Um, and they do have a podcast, as a matter of fact, and I've actually started listening to this because this intensive was a lot of information, but it just barely scratched the surface of the Sira. There is a podcast under Kalam Institute on the uh Apple Podcast app, and the Sheikh Jangda does. He has already over 150 episodes. Each one is almost an hour long, around an hour long average, and he's still not done. So you can even go that route. But I liked this intensive because I saw it as, you know, once I was done, it was just okay. I got a lot of information from it, from going from knowing nothing to learning this amount and now i'm ready to go into the podcast i've actually started listening to it myself to go even deeper so um anyways again i apologize for the gap in my episodes but as you can imagine i was extremely busy with that and did not have a chance to make an episode so this week i want to talk about tahajjud prayer i had mentioned offhand in a couple of my episodes tahajjud prayer it's something i recently actually discovered 
Um, and the title of this podcast is The Sweetness of Tahajud, because truly the Tahajud prayer is just a huge blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a um, extra prayer that you can do in the last third of the night before Fajr. It has to be before the Fajr Azan. Um, it's not obligatory, but the blessings in it are immense. And so I wanted to go over some of that with you today. Um, the importance of the Tahajjud prayer is mentioned in several hadiths and the Quran. The one who performs Tahajjud regularly comes closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his or her life is filled with barakah and so many blessings. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the Lord descends every night to the lowest heaven when one third of the night remains and says, who will call upon me so that I may answer? Who will ask of me so that I may give him? Who will seek my forgiveness so that I may forgive him? And that is from Bukhari and Muslim, the Hadith. Um, so basically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes down to the lowest heaven and is looking and waiting and listening for his slaves to call out to him and ask him for anything. And it's said that the dua at this time is like an arrow that cannot hit, the, cannot miss the bullseye. So every dua that you make to Allah at this time goes straight to him. Um, but the interesting thing is tahajud is by invitation only. Allah invites you to tahajud. He makes it possible for you to get up. If you're able to get up and pray tahajud, it is a sign of Allah's love for you. Like if you set the alarm to get up for tahajud 30 minutes before Fajr and that alarm goes off and you just snooze it and go back to sleep, you haven't been invited. But if you wake up a few minutes before that alarm or right when that alarm goes off, you just jump out of bed and you're ready to pray, then you have been invited by Allah. You are becoming Habib, beloved for Allah. And this is a very beautiful idea. Me, myself, you know, sometimes I set the alarm for that time, but I don't just get up at that time. I have, been, I wake up in the last third of the night at different times, some nights. Um, and sometimes it could be that one of my cats wakes me up or I just wake up and can't go back to sleep or whatever it may be. And I had mentioned um, in one of my episodes about how I had woken up one night around two o'clock in the morning and I was having a very stressful night. And how I laid in bed for over an hour and then I decided to get up and pray to Hajud. And, you know, just to remind those who have listened to it and for you who have not listened to that episode, basically what happened was um, I got up and prayed to Hajud. I cried in sujood. I made so many duas to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I woke up that next morning with a big smile on my face. I was in such a wonderful mood and my day was amazing. Um, it was full of blessings and my duas were answered that day. The ones that were making me cry, the ones that were keeping me awake at night. So tahajud is truly an amazing blessing. And you can wake up, the point I'm making is you can wake up at any time in the last third of the night, and then you can go back to sleep if it's too early for Fajr. Um, and I, I do that, so I don't have any rhyme or reason to when I pray tahajud, it's just whenever I get up. Um, but if you do get up right before Fajr, you can pray it, you know, even 10 minutes before Fajr, and then wait and then pray Fajr prayer. The way you pray tahajud is it's two rakats um, and in the second rakat you make all of your duas in sujood and you know when you're in sujood you're the closest to Allah that you can be but when it's to hajud and he's in the lowest heaven and you're in sujood 
That is literally the closest you can get to him while you're alive in this world. It's an amazing concept. And when it's just you and him and everybody's sleeping and the house is quiet and dark, the blessings, you just feel his presence and you know that it's just him and the angels and you. And you feel so many blessings at that time, but also during the day as well. I actually have a, an illness, a, a difficult, a disability. That's the word I want to use. Not really a disability, but a kind of illness that requires me to get a lot of sleep. And I used to actually struggle with getting up with Fajr because of this illness, subhanAllah. Um, but when I started getting up for Tahajud, the days that I get up and I stay up, I have more energy than I do on days when I don't do that. Um, I don't pray Tahajud every day. It doesn't have to be every day. Um, especially if I'm struggling or if I want to thank Allah for something, I'll get up and pray Tahajud, but I make it a habit. It's usually at least every other day. But those days that I get up for Tahajud, I actually have more energy than the days that I don't, even though I got less sleep because Allah puts barakah in your day. So the blessings in it are just immense. So I want to encourage each and every one of you to make an intention, even at Isha time, whenever you're praying and you're making your du'as, make intention to Allah to get up for tahajud and ask him to invite you to tahajud and try it. Because when you try it, even one time, especially if you're having some struggle and you see Allah's mercy from you getting up at tahajud, it's something that you will want to repeat over and over again, which is again why I titled this episode, The Sweetness of Tahajud. I hope you guys all have a wonderful, blessed week um, full of barakah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I will see you all in a week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.